0: Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Go Home Bible, You're Drunk, the podcast that we, that we read the Bible and we talk about Christian culture and we drink about it because that's what we grew up in and we've got things to say. My name is Justin. I was a pastor for many years and I, I saw the light and I got out of, I, I, I repented of that lifestyle choice. And now I'm just like a regular dude in the world trying to do my best. Um, I have a podcast and I also have a, a co-host on this year podcast.
2: Yeah. Hi, I'm Tori. I was a fundamentalist evangelical for a long time. And then I figured I was just like, it was just way too much work to hate queer people and black people. so like myself. And so I decided to bail. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. It just wasn't my calling. So no longer i was gonna say I no longer associate with i'm like i actually actually associate with a lot of christians still just because of like my work and stuff i work with a lot of like faith-based organizations and i actually really enjoy that i also really enjoy being an atheist
0: yeah i i we've talked about this before but i i'm definitely an agnostic but i i find myself caucusing with christians a lot you know like like an independent politician, but I, I I do caucus with them quite a bit on a lot of things. <laughs> so, I, I mean, those of us that were raised in Christianity, we our morality, right or wrong, was heavily shaped by the Christian faith, and will be probably the rest of our lives. We're just we're trying to pick out the bad stuff and make fun of it. So.
2: And there's so much,
0: and there is so much.
2: there's a limitless supply,
0: and it's I, I think once you know the Bible a little bit more, you realize how much of what gets passed off as Christianity or or is Christianity, but evangelical Christianity is just made up bullshit, like no. Yes. So this week, for instance, we're recording. There was a, a big announcement or I should say it was made to be a big announcement or made out to be a big announcement about uh, student loan forgiveness. For those of you that may not know, uh, if you have federal student loans, $10,000 will be forgiven and or Pell Grant recipients is uh, $20,000. And there's a couple of variations here and there. And and that's that sounds like a big, big amount of money that it is helpful. It's nice. I mean, Would have liked to have seen more, but it, you know, it's, it's not nothing. I think I was talking with somebody on Twitter, like it's not what was promised, but it's not nothing. Is kind of a theme of the Biden administration (laughs) right now. Uh huh. This isn't what you said you'd give us, but you did deliver on something.
2: (laughs) You did a little bit of what you said.
0: Yeah, you know, it's like the two
2: thousand dollars. Well, you already, well, you already got six hundred. So sort of, we're only the checks are now fourteen hundred
0: dollars because
2: you already got the six hundred that I promised you, the, which, which was, was... no I'm like, bro, you weren't even in the house at that time. Yeah,
0: yeah. Anyway, so so that that was a, it's a big announcement, but I and and honestly, I will say there are a lot of folks that that uh, that even on, on both sides of the aisle that were fine with it, unless you are an elected Republican or. Uh-huh. Or fundamentalist Christian. And then, you know, they were not happy about this loan forgiveness, which I find funny because the Bible is chock full of loan forgiveness <laughs> and debt what? forgiveness. What? Like...
2: No, uh, I'm sorry. The Bible loves predatory lending practices. <laughs> it says if you don't charge an exorbitant amount of interest, you will go to hell. Uh-huh. The Bible clearly says, oh, clearly. I, do, I mean, I, like like, legitimately, I think that it is fucking hysterical that like for hundreds or maybe thousands of years, like Christians just wouldn't touch finance because they didn't, they were like, we can't charge each other interest or we will go to hell. So we're going to make the Jews do it so that they yeah. go to hell.
0: Yeah. And, and then we're going to get mad at the Jews <laughs> for making money doing the thing that we refuse to do.
2: Uh-huh and exactly that
0: stereotype has been with us ever since
2: and uh yeah and here we are the self-inflicted
0: stereotype by the way like not self-inflicted but I the they prejudice the Christians prophecy. yeah the prejudice that Christians have against Jews in that arena was created whole cloth by Christians by Christians <laughs> <laughs> yeah because
2: um, they're I, I mean it's just like like medieval Christians literally sincerely believe that charging another christian interest usury i think that's what they called it would send you to hell
0: yeah so they would they, they would get they would get a jewish person to be like hey can you take loan this person money on my behalf <laughs> like, they can be the middleman yeah
2: the dude that goes and burns forever in hell Because we believe in literal eternal conscious torment. And uh, that way we'll be fine. Everything works out.
0: And I still make money. (laughs) I still make money. What's to lose?
2: (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, it's pretty funny what people considered to be funny. It's not funny. It's Mm -hmm. it's deeply sad what people considered to be exorbitant interest Mm -hmm. in the past
0: yeah compared to now for sure like
2: three four five seven percent a year was like different times and places i'm not saying this was always the case because obviously like the economy is a thing and it fucking sucks but whatever but yeah it was like it was egregious to charge now it's like all of our credit cards are like 26.99 percent. yeah for sure and uh we're just like oh this is this is how god wants it obviously this is normal
0: this is god's mm-hmm. Amer- this is god's plan for us <laughs> yeah and it's it it's an interesting relationship that christians have with debt um i mean it, obviously you can be funny about it like mason Menenga said jesus taking on the debt of the world is an insult to those who paid for their own debt <laughs> like, <laughs> You know but even like material debt you know there is the year of jubilee which i think we'll we'll i think we'll talk about in a future episode and you know other things like where you know debt was reset and honestly i think when you look at the outline of the year of jubilee and things in the old testament it really is an antidote to runaway capitalism you know cuz like after i think 49 years it was you know debt's reset and you know mm-hmm. there were even seven year cycles within that 49 years where mm-hmm. debt would reset and how that system or whether that system was ever actually implemented or whether it was a physical uh, a philosophical idea is a debate for another time but putting in guardrails in your society to prevent the accrual of capital and to prevent runaway debt is in the bible like
2: and it's also like a net positive for society
0: yeah like getting people out of debt is an economic stimulus on its own. Like if, if we ever got to a point where student loans were forgiven. And I also think if student loans were forgiven, we should also make college tuition free, you know, like just do it all at once. It costs much less than our military spending every year. Like that would be the largest economic stimulus maybe in human history. And that's a net good for society. I and mean, people talk about like, oh, I know that inflation would go up because people are buying things like, well, yeah, but, People have the power to buy things like like that's not a bad thing.
2: Right. And I mean, a lot of people are not going to end up buying things. They're going to end up having more experiences they couldn't have.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Which I'm like, so you're saying that's a bad.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and it's it's funny. A lot of these arguments end up boiling down to we need to keep the economy shitty for a certain group of people or all people, except, you know, very few at the top in order to prevent bad things happening to the people with the most money. So like, don't do anything good for anybody because if we do any good for anyone, then those at the top will suffer.
2: Yeah. I mean, you, you and I talked about this before we started recording with this idea of like the government actually isn't supposed to improve the material condition of the citizenry is like,
0: it's such a fucked up idea. I've seen it a couple times. I, yeah, this, this, I, I again, I made the mistake of poking my head up on Facebook, and a, it seems a few, to be a pattern. It, it is a pattern. You know, uh, it amused me. I, 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 I was having a good day. I took my Adderall, like I was, I was focused. I was going to go in, say something, get out, uh, and you know, I had a couple just wonderful libertarians tip their hat to how batshit crazy their philosophy is. And it's, it, it is very much like, you know, the government is not to do anything for anyone ever. And it's also interesting to me because I saw this, I saw this iterated a couple different times in different places where, yeah, like it's not the government's job to make the world better, but it's like, even in the preamble of the constitution, like promoting general welfare is part of the reason a government exists and i would Mm -hmm. say general welfare is like general welfare (laughs) like like that's no
2: no the founding fathers did not believe in welfare yeah general or otherwise well
0: i'm sorry but you're going to take that up with the constitution um i mean I, i don't think all their ideas were grandiose or wonderful or perfect or couldn't have been improved on but it's like it's not just the military, like government is more than just the military. And yeah, it's just that, you know, this idea that no one should ever get a handout. It's like, motherfucker, you got so many handouts already. And so I, it, it goes to how strong the propaganda is and how long we've gone getting next to nothing that we're shocked when government, even kind of starts working for 40 million people at once, you know, with student loan debt or however many, Mm -hmm. however many it is. And that's sad, but it's also interesting. It's interesting how Christians in particular have this like, well, if I was a trades worker or if I like, this is the funny thing. Like the people that are saying this aren't trades workers and they aren't waitresses and they aren't whatever. But and like, they well, will I, throw if, those
2: people under the yeah, bus.
0: Yeah. If I was
2: back yeah. in, they get the opportunity.
0: Absolutely.
2: To fleece these folks. I was a it.
0: waiter. Christians treat you like shit. They're not your friend. So and this person on Facebook was like, if I was a waitress and I, my taxpayer dollars were going to fund someone's college, I'd be pissed. Like, well, that's telling me a lot about you. That's not telling me a lot about waitresses. (laughs) Second, like having been a waiter, most of your money comes in tips. And if you get that in cash, you're not claiming that as income and paying taxes (laughs) on it for one, uh, for two. Uh And, you know, it's like, why would they be pissed? Like, that's the thing. Like, it's like trying to create this like, oh, you ought to be pissed. You ought to be pissed that those college students, they got they got an ounce of loan forgiveness.
2: And like, what makes you think that the waitress, wherever you like to go eat has no college loans. Like yeah. that's pretty presumptuous.
0: Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Or even that a tradesperson doesn't have college loans. I know trades that have college loans. Absolutely. I, I know tradespeople that went to college for business.
2: Right. <laughs> right. Who run
0: there, but you know, like, yeah, yeah. It's just, there are so many presumptions about people and, and like, Or even the presumption that all of us that went to college, we just partied the whole time as a free ride. And now Uncle Sam is paying for it. I know one person. I know one person that partied so hard, took out a ton of loans, partied so hard and got kicked out of college after two years and is stuck (sighs) with that debt. I know one person. I'm sure other people know them, too. But. The majority of people got degrees because they thought, or they told, or they're bought into the The lie. same
2: people who were yelling at us told us, "If you don't want to be poor, you should probably go to college."
0: Yes, exactly. Like I, I have respect for people that always said college degrees were a waste of time, and I have degree, I have respect for people that still maintain that college degrees are worth it. I have no respect at all for the people Mm -hmm. that preached college degrees for years and they're hiring managers and they only hire people with college degrees and they're on Facebook being like, you know what? You all should have gotten a trade job. Why is, why are millennials with all these college degrees? Like those people, I'm sorry. Fuck you. Like, Mm -hmm. no, I'm not sorry. Fuck you. Like you, 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 you just, you, you licked your finger and you, and you went the way the wind was blowing. And like, that makes me mad. You know, because yeah, so trades folks are doing it. They're doing fine, you know, but at the same time, not everyone can be a plumber. Like there's only so many toilets in the world and you still need, and and if you have a successful plumbing business, you still need a project manager. You still need, you know, it'd be nice if you had someone that went to some kind of business school so you can continue to be profitable. You know, like it's not every degree is useless and even useless degrees, quote unquote, still get you in the door. Like if you go to most corporations, and you tell their hiring and you tell their HR departments, "Hey, you know, you really need to take off college degree required." Would they do that? No way. Absolutely. Even though not. it has nothing,
2: to, it has nothing to do with the job. Yeah,
0: like my college degree has still nothing to do. A with way
2: that. to right, it's still a way to like filter people out.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is the society we live in. If you want to advance in certain fields, in most fields, honestly, you have to have a college degree. It's just the way it is. So, and that and or you know, there's. People that are like, oh, well, you should have just gone into the military. The military will pay for it. it's like, okay, that's fine. But as a poor person, if my only way to get educated is to go overseas and kill other poor people, that's that's not a good system. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah, truly. I mean, the poverty draft is a real thing, but... And, and that was, and there were conservatives all over the internet saying like, if we make college free, you know, we've lost, the military has lost its main recruitment tool.
2: Awesome. Love it. Maybe don't suck as a job and more people will be interested in applying.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nobody
2: wants to work anymore.
0: Like, and that's the thing, like it is, it is, it is maintaining an artificial level of shittiness. In order to create these perverse incentives for people, or these—I no, shouldn't say perverse incentives, but these 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 awful situations, like these so awful choices we have uh-huh. to have. Your awful choice of I remain in poverty or I join the military. For for not everybody, but a lot of people are faced with for that choice. A lot of, yeah, and it's not uh-huh. like it's not like other options aren't available or other ways of doing things that's not av- aren't available. We just choose. We not just to don't do want
2: them. the yeah. We don't want them. <laughs>
0: And and also, like, and I, I, I'm not going to besmirch anyone's service, but I just want to highlight that the GI Bill is a handout. <laughs> like, the military is only on the hook for the time you served to pay you, mm-hmm. feed you, whatever. Mm-hmm. The GI Bill is a perk to get you to join. But, you know, that was actually before World War II. Like, if you served in the military, it was time served. Bye, buddy. Like, Yeah. Yeah, like, that's the way it was. That's what the founding fathers intended. So and and I'm OK with that. I'm not mocking that as like a, a thing that we should do away with. I'm just mm-hmm. saying, you know, there are way too many conservative military folk on God's Internet being like, I didn't do a, You know, I didn't get a handout. Like, you did, actually. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad you got it. It gave you a leg up. It gave you opportunities. It gave you all kinds of things. But like, stop pretending that the taxpayer didn't foot the bill for your education. They did.
2: Yeah. And like, even if you are one of those people who legitimately didn't use the military, like somebody in your fucking family absolutely did. Like if you get to get online and just like be an elitist about how you've never got a handout, then like someone else in your family did.
0: Yeah, the for sure.
2: White middle-class in this country only exists because of government handouts. Like that is the old, like, It literally did not exist until the government decided to make it a thing for white veterans.
0: And like I graduated undergrad debt free because I'm personally responsible and I'm a hard worker. That's why. (laughs) Like, I don't know why more people can't be like me. You know, Uh a white dude Uh with, you know, family with the disposable income in order that can send you
2: to college
0: to send me to college.
2: Wow, I did
0: pay for a third of it. So, I mean, I did work, but it's like for me to get on God's internet and be like, yeah, just pull yourself up with your bootstraps. Like just, you know, like, why did you even take out loans? That's dumb. Like there were so many streams of privilege and work on my part. But the problem is like, I hate this term hard work because I, you know, like why, why can't let's bring back normal ass work. like (laughs) Just like, Just regular work like because the thing is, though, like even though I did work, I was also I also recognized that I was compensated more for that work than a lot of other people. I've never worked a minimum wage job. I've I've had I've had a job since I was 14 and my job at 14, which was illegal, by the way, (laughs) um, (laughs) paid me more than what minimum wage was at the time.
1: Wow. Yeah.
0: So like and that's a privilege as well. So, mm-hmm. and I recognize that. And, and so I, I, that and that doesn't take away from my labor. That doesn't take away from my accomplishments. It's just acknowledging that I had a lot of things other people didn't have. And some people to go to college, if military, especially if military is not, if you have, you know, if you just don't want to join the military, which is legitimate.
2: Well, and a lot <laughs> of people can't,
0: or you can't, And you, uh, you, you wouldn't ha- even
2: qualify if you wanted to,
0: you have to take out a loan and every last and I took out loans for grad school and every last one of them, they sit down with that calculator and they're like, this is what's estimated you should make. This is estimated what your payment's going to be. Do you think you could make that? I forget what my numbers were exactly, but I remember running it a couple of times and being like, yeah, I feel like this is a comfortable amount of debt for me to take on. Mm, and I mm-hmm. literally never made that amount of money. <laughs>
2: you yeah. Know? yeah.
0: And we put all these children, children, they're 18 years old. We tell them to forecast their financial future for the next 15 years after right. college. Right. That's impossible. It's it's uh, stupid. Well,
2: also when you when you consider the fact that they're gonna tank the economy at least one time before <laughs> before you're 35. Like guarantee they're gonna tank at least once. Like you have you have no control over any of that.
0: Yeah, and, and millennials, we got a double doozy. <laughs> oh like, yeah. Two sure. right on top of each other. Um <laughs> it's great wonderful love it love this for us uh <laughs> and yeah like it just loan forgiveness just makes sense to me and it is a biblical ideal as well and the number of privileged folks and myself and people like me and i would have been one of them too i'll just i can admit that as well like back in my conservative days if this would have happened i probably would would have been one of those assholes too so i recognize that I just, I find it sad that there are people in their forties, fifties, and sixties that still haven't figured that out
1: Mm -hmm. that,
0: you know, in my twenties. Yeah, probably I was, I was pretty fucking Dave Ramsey high on graduating debt free, but also credit in this country, just fun anecdote. I couldn't even get a cell phone because (laughs) I had no credit after I graduated from college. I had like nothing like you've never taken out a loan in your life good sir my brother in (laughs) christ we can't do business with you Uh, oh
2: my god oh my god that's so fucking funny that was something that i was thinking about today i was like oh if like a bunch of i mean i i was i was thinking about me myself specifically like i because i was able to during like the COVID deferment situation, I was still paying down my student loans, which I'm totally, I'm totally fine with that. Like I was able to to do that and I felt like I needed to. And so I I did. So I, you know, when I would get like, because of, because I work for myself when I would get like a chunk of money, I would do, you know, it's like a third of it would go to savings and a third of it would go to bills and a third of it would go, to debt, and so I would like pick if I could, like I'd pick like a loan, right? Because I give you like nineteen, yeah, <laughs> between like when you when you start college and like when you graduate. Um, so I would just like pick pick a loan and like just pay it off like one hundred percent, and that kind of sucks because then it's like, oh, your credit score has gone down, yeah, <laughs> it's like. That's what I was thinking about all day today is I'm like, I really want to like make some sort of a witty tweet about the fact that it's like, Hey, all you people who no longer have college debt, sorry about your credit score. Yeah. (laughs) I, yeah. Like my student, my student loans got transferred from like one company to another during the course of, of the pandemic. And like I had, so it was like, it was on paper for loans. And so got yeah, my credit score went down like over 40 points it's like you no longer have these things and it was like it, it was just it wasn't even real like I I still had them <laughs> it was just like being transferred somewhere else it was like are you are you fucking serious right now
0: yeah I mine got transferred around quite a bit and that's and that's the thing too it's like this this process it is so confusing and it it's just a rope around people's necks, and you know, I, I to use, to use biblical language, the person that decided loans were the best way to fund our education, has caused many of us to stumble, and they should have a, they millstone, should have a millstone tied around their neck, um, thrown <laughs> into the sea.
2: Dude, I did not realize the Bible was this Marxist.
0: <laughs> it truly is. That's like um, this is
2: literally like lining the landlords up against the wall. Yeah. Levels.
0: Like yeah. Like I mean, student loans are like the landlord of your career in a lot of ways. Like it's just this this is just how we keep you from owning your life in a lot of ways. I don't know that's kind of bleak for folks. I I am I am I am hopeful that these weird ass Ayn Randian voices, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of slowly just fade into the hole that they crawled out of. But and it is it is nice that, you know, we are seeing some movement on student loan forgiveness, I think, and polls really well. I mean, on the right and the left, it is a pretty bipartisan issue. That's like
2: totally because of like abortion.
0: Yeah, honestly, (laughs) people
2: are good with it.
0: Most people are good with it. And so I think it's it's important to keep the pressure on especially now because it's like oh you were willing to do something we you've proven that you have the power to do something please continue to use that i think that's important to continue to do uh to stay involved and you know we'll see where this goes but in the meantime you know keep healthy don't get on facebook unless you want strange ayn randians to (laughs) to, from your past to To talk about talk about how the government's confiscating your wages to pay for other <laughs> yeah. people's loans which is not happening
2: <laughs> oh gosh if, if oh, gosh. you if
0: you live in this country you consented to being taxed yeah i said what i said
2: social contract okay total
0: contract <laughs> we should just have Wait. like a little like jingle social contract <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, you like living in a society. Yeah. I see you like living in a society.
0: Interesting. <laughs> maybe are, you should
2: pay taxes.
0: Maybe. <laughs> one That's of the amazing. founding fathers says it's one of the only certain things in the world. <laughs> Death and taxes. <laughs> like uh-huh. I may not like them. I may not like where they go. But. Here yeah. we are. When people say taxation is theft, it. Tells me the level of which they have thought about these things. And I don't continue to engage with Mm. them Mm -hmm. on this Um, conversation on things. Anyway, speaking of social contracts.
2: (laughs) God damn it.
0: We've got a little capitalism break we got to get to. Uh, Then we'll be back talking about the golden calf because that's a party. And it's summer and um, we're talking about parties in the bible because <laughs> it makes us giggle all right we'll be back
1: first corinthians warned you about the women with a loud mouth and this podcast is just that here at the speaking in church podcast we talk all about the regular people and the things that regularly happen to them in the evangelical church it's a podcast about change, it's a podcast about seeking moral high ground, and it's a podcast for people who are just trying to deconstruct on the safe side. You can listen wherever you get your podcast, and if you want to be a guest, yes, you, regular person, you can be a guest on the Speaking in Church podcast. If you want to come on, just let us know.
2: Hey, y'all, thanks for hanging with us through the trials and tribulations of capitalism speaking of which speaking of paying the bills hey we have a couple of new patrons so very excited about that angela and mary are our newest patrons joining the cult we i think we need to come up with better language that's a yeah, little bit scary
0: but join, the church joining the church because <laughs> if you call it a church it's, it's not a cult it's
2: fine right? <laughs> The cl- yeah. club, the club, it's the club. Perfect. <laughs> anyway, thanks y'all so much. We are getting closer and closer to our goal of 50 patrons and doing a listener hangout in Washington, DC. And all of you are invited to join us and it's going to be, it's going to be a grand old time and we're going to, you know, I don't know, f- flip off slavery, statues etc mm,
0: yes pictures, yes, pictures, pictures want... of the pictures of us flipping off slavery statues
2: right basically doesn't that sound so fun you guys it does um... sound like fun
0: honestly <laughs> peeing on the jefferson memorial you know
2: yeah right The exactly. things. uh yeah revolution starts with peeing on statues and then tearing them down if you would like to contribute to our little endeavor We would be very grateful. You can go to patreon.com slash go home Bible and sign up for whatever. We have tiers that start at like a dollar a week. So whatever works for your budget, super appreciate it. And if you're not in a position to have like disposable income, totally get that too. Just like if you're listening to this on your phone. Send this uh, episode to a friend. Just text it to him. Be like, hey, you should check this out. Because that's that's the same as giving money, frankly.
0: Yeah, for sure.
2: <laughs> like recommending recommending a podcast to a friend is like the same as giving money, essentially. You can also, you know, leave a rating if you are so inclined. I haven't checked to see how many one stars you've gotten from people who don't actually listen, but I'm sure it's many. <laughs>
0: You know, I, yeah, I checked the other day, and it, it wasn't so bad, but you know, oh yeah, we, we do just, get the occasional one star.
2: Hate, hate, hate reviews. So yeah, like, anyway,
0: so that's, yeah, thanks that's so where much, we're at. everyone. Yeah, thank you. So this week we're gonna talk about the the party of the golden calf. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a cult political party. Oh, so, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> A wild revelry. Yeah, so I, I think for a drinking game um, for this one, if you would like to partake in our drinking festivities, I, I would say anytime there is a overreaction to what is normal human behavior, go ahead and take a drink. You know, whether God overreacts or Moses overreacts. any Anytime someone overreacts. Anybody. Go ahead and uh, take yourself a drink. So... Before we get into the story, I'll just kind of give a little context, because I heard from Bible school that context is important. So (laughs)
2: Webster's Dictionary, Merriam-Webster's Dictionary defines. So
0: the Israelites um, were slaves in Egypt. Well, I should say, according to the Bible, the Israelites were slaves in Egypt, and now they're in the wilderness and they're going to worship their God, which they barely know on Mount Sinai and so Moses Which
2: They don't even know if that exists.
0: They don't, yeah. Like Moses is up there, God is doodling in the rocks making by hand, this is emphasized, by hand these two tablets that are magic tablets, gold tablets. They're not the 10 commandments that comes later. So, but just the 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 making the tablets. And but it's taken a long time, you know, Moses Yeah, have up you ever there. tried
2: to make a tablet with just your finger? <laughs>
0: god's having a rough go at it it's taking a little time and so you know this is like thousands of people you know if you talk to an evangelical millions of people right <laughs> um, and you know they're just like chilling watching this light show 24 7
2: pillar of fire by day i don't no, know if, fire don't, by night pillar, i don't know pillar.
0: if the pillar of fire's made an appearance at this point. I
2: feel like I feel like this is I feel like this is this is pillar of fire times, but whatever. I mean, God was also really busy showing Moses his ass. So, yeah. <laughs> as we've discussed on previous episodes, who knows what was going through Bro's mind at the time?
0: No, yeah, he's just up there and you know, he gave Moses two stone tablets or two tablets of testimony when he had finished speaking with him tablets of stone written by the finger of god himself itself itself Themself. herself whatever we don't
2: actually know what pronouns because the bible uses all of them yeah so moses and god are just like i don't know getting it on on the top of this mountain and they leave these like thousands or millions of people uh in the middle of the desert with no access to food really except magic food <laughs> and uh yeah no no access to clean water maybe i'm sorry there's just there's just objectively not enough clean water for a million people <laughs> in that desert
0: <laughs> no so there I, I think this is you know like a certain like lord of the flies <clears throat> energy starts to <laughs> seep in at a, at a time like this <laughs>
2: there's some yeah there's some real like mad max energy going on because people are getting people are getting antsy real fast
0: as you do like again yeah i feel like you're this stuck is normal in the
2: desert stuck in Absolutely. the desert
0: you've been a slave for however many years you're, you're you're
2: your whole life you've been a slave
0: you're feeling it you know yeah, yeah. feeling
2: some kind of way makes sense yeah. to me i'm shaking
0: my shoulders like people can see me <laughs> you know you're just getting, getting a little antsy you know
2: okay so
0: did we did we do the context i thought it was context enough you know
2: okay Perfect. so yeah
0: verse 30 you know chapter 32 exodus of exodus the people saw that moses delayed in coming down from the mountain so you know aaron gets an idea in his little head and, uh okay uh, yeah, mine,
2: mine says like the people saw that moses was so long and coming down from the mountain, that they gathered around Aaron and basically like bullied him and were like, Make us gods who will go before us. As for this Moses fellow who brought us out of Egypt, we don't even know what happened to him. All of that sounds completely fucking fake to me, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> when people yeah. get bored, they're not usually like,
0: Make us a, Make a God. A God. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there were a couple more requests like, Can we have some food? Can Between- we have some water? Uh-huh. Make us a god. <laughs>
2: like... It's just it's very 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 odd to me. I'm yeah. again I well, like I wasn't there, so who knows? Maybe this was their maybe this was their kink. So, Aaron, brother of Moses, just for additional context, at least in the NIV, he says, "So take off the gold earrings that your wives, your sons, and your daughters are wearing and bring them to me." So apparently there was like many 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 earrings made of actual gold Because yeah. if you go go ahead
0: no you go ahead You, you were oh I was the... just going to
2: say if you go back 20 chapters Exodus 12
0: literally 20 chapters
2: precisely exactly 20 chapters <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't making this up God does this God is just real weird again and so the Egyptians are like you've killed all of our children please just like please just like leave like go away like we don't want you here which is valid because they're like if you don't leave we're all gonna die and so it says verse 34 so the people took their dough before the yeast was added and carried it on their shoulders in kneading troughs wrapped in clothing so Cool, fun, exciting times for the dough. The Israelites did as Moses instructed and asked the Egyptians for articles of silver and gold and clothing. And the Lord ma- had made the Egyptians favorably disposed to the people so that they gave them what they asked for. So they plundered the Egyptians consensually. <laughs> consensually. Just yeah. like
0: the one time God cares about consent, <laughs> it's the plundering of it's, the Egyptians. It's theft. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, this was this was a this was a consensual plundering, thank you.
2: Right, right, exactly. They're like, we didn't steal it, they just gave it to us. I love how some some versions of the Bible say that the Israelites asked to borrow <laughs> <the>
0: gold. <laughs> it's like a student loan.
2: Oh, <laughs> uh-huh, they're like, we'll bring it back. Gonna,
0: we promise. It's, we promise right, to bring it back. Exactly, right.
2: exactly. So anyway, uh the Israelites, no water, shit tons of gold. More gold than they know what to do with.
0: A very Republican survival plan.
2: (laughs) All they need is a bunker, right? And an AR-15. I got this bunker,
0: an AR-15, and 52 bars of gold. Gonna wait out the apocalypse.
2: According to literally all talk radio ads, (laughs) this is the truth. (laughs) This is how you will survive the famine. So the Bible says, back to chapter 32... All the people took off their earrings. Apparently there were a shit ton of earrings and brought them to Aaron and Aaron took what they had handed him and made it into an idol cast in the shape of a calf, fashioning it with a tool, which do you have any thoughts?
0: <laughs> um, fashioned it with a tool. Uh, I think it is interesting that it is simply a calf because a lot of these kind of ancient Near Eastern deities would ride a calf. Huh. Like they would be depicted like, like there'd be a calf and they'd be kind of riding it. And so like the deity would be above it. So there was like, you know, I mean, this is evangelical theologians. I don't know how true this is necessarily, but it is interesting. That it is just a calf. Like we're going to pray just a calf. It's almost like maybe like they thought God was going to like, we're going to make this calf. And then God God's going to gonna show up. God's going to show up and ride this calf for us. So we can see them. I, uh, it is. It's an interesting symbolism. I mean, obviously, calves are you know fertility and you know things like that. So it's you know it's a common. It would have been a common cultural thing to associate with deities, but it's just like yeah, they just melted down a bunch of at like gold, and made this DIY calf. I can't imagine it looked good. I maybe it did. See, this is this artisans, is what I'm but... wondering.
2: This is this is what I'm wondering. Like if like. Okay, was Aaron a blacksmith or a goldsmith or like...
0: I don't think so. Did he
2: work with any of these substances? Like, I... Don't you need kind of like a kiln or something to like heat up gold (laughs) so that it's hot enough to like mold with tools? I just, I find this all completely hysterical. Like, this is completely outside of Aaron's skill set. Calves are really fucking hard to make in 3D, don't care who you are. Like, unless it is your job to draw cows, they are hard to draw. So I'm just, I'm just really this is this is all really busy. This is we're 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 four verses in. And this is just like completely unbelievable to me as an adult who's no longer in this. Yeah, but apparently Aaron did this all in one day without water, which again, like that's not you can't you can't do this without water. You need water. And the people were like these are your gods, Israel, who brought you out of Egypt. God's plural, the one calf gods. Because God's pronouns are always plural.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The frequently, Elohim. yeah.
2: Frequently God's pronouns are plural. They them.
0: Which um I, I mean, obviously this is kind of a weird story, but I also think it's pretty normal practice for humans in this era to make religious iconography. Yeah. And worship it out of boredom out of boredom maybe yeah like i don't know but to and like to build a physical object and I, i don't i don't think most pagan peoples i mean again i'm not an expert on you know ancient paganism necessarily but i don't think many pagan peoples would say this is my god they would say this is a representation of my god you know this is this is a this is a vessel that maybe my god might dwell in but it's not like this is my god this calf or whatever but just yeah but the idea that they would create something that that could be a focal point for their worship and their celebration like that Mm -hmm. again that seems pretty normal to me at this time that's fair and i don't know that they had received any direction at this point not to do that necessarily or maybe they had had just previously a few verses maybe they haven't read a ton of the context uh, around this and prep when when
2: did they get the when did they get the actual 10 commandments i also feel i feel very strongly about the fact that like in the niv it says aaron built an altar in front of the calf and then said tomorrow there will be a festival to the lord like yahweh the lord
0: yeah the ten commandments are found in exodus 20 i just looked up i hadn't so but and also in deuteronomy graven
2: 5. graven images are a no-go
0: so they had had some a heads up if you will but i mean old habits die hard too like that's that's another thing too like just because like what is, and also honestly you could look at this if if again we're going to go with the theory of them creating a amount if you will for their god like I didn't make a graven image of my deity. I made a graven mm. image, you know, left and as empty, part of my worship for God to come and sit on if He wanted. And also, like, what's the ark of a covenant of the covenant if not that very thing? Like uh, a nice object for my God to sit on is pr- basically what that is. So covered
2: in like walrus fur or something, but yeah. yes.
0: But like, th- it's they're both very similar ideas. So again, I'm not. I don't. Not, this seems pretty normal to me okay that's time. fair
2: it for seems time. like caveat there it seems real fucking weird to me however now that you're saying this some some perspective that maybe comes to mind is like if you've been if you've been in slavery for like half a millennium and you're watching everybody around you get to build their like fancy ass gods and then you're finally free it seems to me that that would be something that you would you would Be inclined to want to replicate. Yeah. And
0: and again, this is Egypt. So they had some pretty Mm -hmm. fine. They had
2: many fancy uh, ass
0: gods. Fancy ass gods and fancy ass temples to those gods. So yeah, I would I would want in on that too. Especially if my god just kicked their ass, like we should have the fanciest ass temple.
2: Yeah. Yeah. For real. For real. So again, I don't understand. These are like they're saying the people, not even Aaron saying these are your gods plural Israel who brought you up out of Egypt and so then it says when Aaron saw this because he, he wasn't standing around the entire time like he peaced out I don't know what's happening he built an altar in front of the calf and announced tomorrow there will be a festival to the Lord and in in the NIV at least it says it's like Yahweh the Lord so again like this was taught to me very differently as a child so it says the next day the people rose early and sacrificed burnt offerings and presented fellowship offerings and i think that this is where they went wrong because it says afterwards they sat down to eat and drink and got up to indulge in revelry which we all know the lord does not approve of
0: yeah like the net says they rose up to play
2: play what exactly
0: yeah exactly (laughs)
2: so then of course the lord being his like neglectful self (laughs) he's like what the fuck is going on right now
0: he he and Moses are just having their own like little two-man
2: confab
0: yeah confab up there Moses watching him bend over and write in the stone
2: and so the Lord puts this all on Moses because you know good parents are always doing projection on the oldest child and the Lord says to Moses go down because your people whom you have brought up out of Egypt, have become corrupt. They have been quick to turn away from what I commanded them and have made themselves an idol cast in the shape of a calf. They have bowed down to it and sacrificed it and have said, these are your gods, Israel, who brought you up out of Egypt. So like, basically the Lord has his panties in a bunch because he's a a bad dad. He just leaves for months. (laughs) And then comes back, he's like, Why don't you love me the right way? This is inappropriate. Like, how dare you behave like you don't have a father? It's like, well, we don't. don't. (laughs) Like, what do you want?
0: You left us for five hundred years in Egypt,
2: right? Exactly.
0: And then you (laughs) noticed us. Like, that's the thing. Like, they like the cries out, and then like, and the Lord noticed them. And I remember that being taught to me in evangelical Uh theology. Like, isn't that so lovely? The Lord notices us, and I remember thinking that's quite a beautiful idea. But like, and now I was it's like, so God clearly has another family. Yeah, I was so freaking brainwashed not to put two and two together and be like, he didn't notice them for 500 years.
2: <laughs> he has another family somewhere. Yes. I'm just saying. like, Yes. We don't there. have any definitive proof, but all of the evidence supports is, my theory.
0: There is a TikTok. This has nothing to do with this. <laughs> I just want to plug this. There is a TikTok that trolls the Bible and and like it's like this grand conspiracy theory that Yahweh of the Bible is actually Loki from Norse mythology. <laughs> and it's I I I don't even want to describe the theory because I won't do it justice, but it's brilliant and hilarious and yeah, so fan theory mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that this is Loki from Norse mythology and it honestly it starts to fit. Like the Lord's behavior begins to make more to make sense.
2: Some sense.
0: Like he does have another family somewhere, and he is trolling us and <laughs> doing a wonderful job of it.
2: Yeah, that's true. That's true. I can't. Like, I just. I can't. I cannot handle this. Or he's just like your people that you brought out of Egypt. Like I had nothing to do with this shit. Like, bitch, this was your idea. What are you, you did, talking
0: about? Yes, you did this.
2: You did this. It's like no. Your people, like, okay, yeah, God, I was the one that parted the Red Sea. That was 100% me. I don't know where you were, but like, I took care of this.
0: And they were barely his people. Moses was raised an Egyptian.
2: Right. He's like, I don't care about these fires. What are you yeah. talking about?
0: What a good life.
2: Um, right. <laughs> it's like, and then you tried to kill me.
0: Yeah. It's we're fine. Not cutting on my dick.
2: Not bitter. So God keeps going. He's like, I've seen these people and they are a stiff necked people. You know what happens to kids who are just like neglected? (laughs) They become stiff necked. (laughs) I don't know if you know this. Since you give all of your attention to your other family. But uh, the kids that you neglect are not going to do as well. They're going to have a hard time. Have mental breakdowns in the desert because you literally abandoned them with no food or water. And that's what happens. They literally
0: built a dad. (laughs) Because you were still absent.
2: You were, yeah, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the golden calf is my real dad. Yes, another
0: um, another good t-shirt.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, God's just like, I've seen these people. They're stiff-necked. Now leave me alone so that my anger may burn against them and that I may destroy them. Why Like
0: does <laughs> you do this? I was just going to say, what a dramatic bitch. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my it's like the drama.
0: Yeah. Like leave
2: me alone.
0: Definitely an overreaction. To it's what like, seems I'm gonna like destroy them. I'm going to yeah, just leave me. My anger is just going to burn. It's like it's like more moya rose like yeah, in the sky. Exactly. Like just like going uh-huh. into the closet.
2: I'm going to um, hide in the closet yeah. and have a breakdown yeah. until someone puts me in a coma. And then and then God goes and then I will make you to Moses into a great nation and it's like you flushed people down the toilet how many times at this point and you're like about to do it again and Moses is like can you just like take a breath step back It's gonna be okay and but he also like Moses also like confronts him because he's like I'm not responsible for this mess they're your people that you brought out of Egypt with your great power I didn't do that shit and then he's like also the Egyptians are going to be like obviously the lord brought the israelites out of egypt so that he could kill them because he hates them.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all the other gods are going to think you're a of of like salty bitch if you do this. <laughs> right. So don't. Like I mean this I, I just want to pause. This is such great like older kid confronting Truly. their parent energy Truly. like mm-hmm. like I just want to I'm just like Moses gets trolled a lot and I just want to say this is a good moment for him the standing up for his people and his brothers and sisters being like no this was your doing and everyone all the, all the people in church are going to talk about you if you keep acting like this so shape mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. Right. good for Moses
2: yeah I mean God really does Moses dirty in my opinion and I've thought that since I was like seven
1: so. <laughs>
2: <laughs> anyway Moses is like okay so think about Abraham and Isaac and Israel and you told them, I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky. And I will give your descendants all this land that I promised them. And then the land will be their inheritance forever. So Moses effectively manages to like, talk God down and God decides not to kill everybody, but he's still real pissed. And so Moses is like, I'm going to, I'm going to (laughs) go. take care of this since you can't handle it. And uh, so Moses goes back down the side of the mountain with two tablets of the covenant law in his hands. I don't know which one that is. They were inscribed on both sides, front and back. The tablets were the work of God. The writing was the writing of God engraved on the tablets.
0: Front and back. (laughs) God really wants us to know how hard he worked on this craft project.
2: (laughs) Like, I was was neglecting you, but it was because I had to do stuff.
0: I had to do stuff. And work. Go to work.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh we, God. We definitely
0: haven't heard this from our fathers before.
2: Never once, never. So yeah, verse 17 says, When Joshua heard the noise of the people shouting, he said to Moses, Um, there is the sound of war in the camp. Which Joshua, how would you know what war sounds like? <laughs> You were a slave.
0: Yeah, she'd never been in um, a war. Right.
2: and Moses says it's uh, it is not the sound of victory. It is not the sound of defeat. It is the sound of singing that I hear. Which okay, 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 whatever.
0: Good detective work. Right, like, like I just see, like Moses and Joshua, we're on the case. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like yeah, no shit, Sherlock. People are singing. So Moses then approaches the camp and he sees the calf and all of the dancing and then Moses gets pissed and he throws the tablets down that like God God worked so hard on. <laughs> he was like, that's why he had to leave the kids so he could work on this fucking project and Moses gets mad and just breaks it into pieces.
0: I think that's why, I think when this was being written down, God required like, hey, I, I need you to record how hard I worked on these. <laughs> right.
2: Oh, gosh. So uh, Moses takes the calf that the people made and burns it in the fire, which again, like you have to have a real big fire. Like this is not an open flame in the desert. I'm sorry. So he burns it in the fire and then he grinds it into powder and scatters it on the water. You know, all that water in the desert and uh, made the Israelites drink it.
0: I'm sorry. How does one angry guy that just
2: (laughs) grind an entire calf? yeah
0: grind it and then make a million people eat it
2: i don't even know yeah it's like twenty people.
0: like how did you do
2: this Uh uh-uh yeah that doesn't add up
0: but like as far as they're concerned this guy that's neglected them just destroyed their god how is moses still alive (laughs)
2: that's my question they uh, must have been they must have been like legitimately scared of of god yahweh god yeah maybe they were like if we if we touch this dude we're really gonna get it so then moses turns to aaron and he's like why did you let these people like why did you lead them into this great sin and aaron's like yeah don't be angry with me you know how prone these people are to evil It's like they said to me like make us gods who go before us this is this fellow Moses who brought us up out of egypt we don't know what happened to him so then i just told them to like bring me all their jewelry and I they just took it back
0: off. i thought you'd be and, back by the time we collected the jewelry
2: and it's like they gave me all the gold and i threw it into the fire and this calf came out <laughs> just how jewelry works and fires <laughs> Oh, God. This is so funny. So Moses saw that the people were running wild. Still, somehow, despite having like a gold-induced tummy ache. Don't buy it. And uh, that Aaron had let them get out of... Aaron let them get out of... I'm sorry. It's a million people. What do you mean Aaron let them get out of control?
0: No. No.
2: That is not what happened.
0: (laughs) No. So much blaming. Again, this is like classic abuser overreaction. Yep. Deflecting blame bullshit
2: yep so then moses stands at the entrance of the camp because you know they they put up walls every day <laughs> it's, it's, and uh he goes whoever is for the lord come to me and all the levites rallied to moses okay
0: doubtful uh, and everybody Continue. else is like
2: yeah yeah we're not we're not for the lord <laughs> i don't know again yeah, like what is happening so then Moses says to them, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, each man strap a sword to his side, go back and forth through the camp from one end to the other, each killing his brother, friend, and neighbor. So this is like this is like straight up Rwanda up in this bitch right now, right? And so the Levites did as Moses commanded, and that day about 3,000 of the people died. And uh, then God said, you've been set apart as holy today, for you are against your own sons and brothers. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. This is
2: if you if you take this literally which i understand like you know reformed jewish people don't like they don't take it literally as like instructions for how to
0: live it's not an instructional text it is it is
2: right it's information a
0: story that has been passed down for a purpose
2: right exactly and like but if you take this as literal instructions for how you're supposed to behave like these like it makes a lot of sense like christian jihadis like not not that far off
0: no not at all like
2: yeah anyway so that is like apparently really into machetes
0: yeah like and again like murder the overreaction to truly
2: nothing happened
0: Yeah, nothing Nothing happened they were doing what humans do and like total overreaction and you're
2: punishing them for it like you're punishing children for being children which is like a really special kind of fuck to like punish a child for behaving age appropriately. So, I don't know, once again like God's just a bad dad. And I mean, I feel like I feel like the the goldwater tummy ache would have been plenty. Yeah. <laughs> like That's... they would have been having a real terrible time on the toilet for a minute if you made them drink a bunch of gold dust. <laughs> so, but apparently that just wasn't it. He just like had to make the levites go and like kill people. Not not here for that shit. Uh so then Moses goes back to the Lord. At that point, I would have been like, We're done with you. Like, you got us out. Go home. Like, you don't want to be here anyway.
0: You're you're drunk. Go Go home.
2: So then the next day, after all the murder, Moses says to the people, You've committed a great sin. So he's still trying to make them feel bad about it.
0: Like, and again, like they've committed the great sin here. Like you just straight up murdered three thousand people and they're they're the sinners
2: yeah the people who didn't kill anybody yeah cool
0: nobody nobody died while they were nobody was even no one was even
2: coerced yeah they did this all of their own volition yeah
0: i mean if i was god and i looked down and i saw oh look what these people made for me they're having and they're having an orgy for me like (laughs) i that's i'm touched like, like not really what I wanted. Not what I wanted. I, I get you know? it. But I get it. I get it. Like, I'm not gonna be like, I'm so mad I can't talk to them. They're your people, <laughs> Moses, deal with them. And then Moses like straight up murders three thousand of them.
2: To make to make God happy. To
0: make God happy. Yeah. For
2: no other reason than to be like, God needs to God needs some blood.
0: Yeah. <laughs> or like, bad
2: things are gonna happen.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Like this is the thing, like we're more compassionate than God. Like Once again, it is what it is.
2: So Moses is like, I'm going to go up and talk to God and like, maybe I can get him to stop being mad at you. And so he does, which I'm like, why are you still on God's team at this point? Like, this is ridiculous. And he's just like, oh, my son. Yeah. It's like, oh, my God. He's like, these people have committed such a great sin and they've made themselves gods of gold. But like, please forgive them. And if you don't forgive them, then like blot me out of the book you have written. (laughs) Okay. Like there's like, that's, that's, there's a lot going on there.
0: Well, and again, that's like Moses manipulating God. Somewhat effectively. It's effectively. Sure. But be like, you know, oh, you wanted to wipe everybody out and start clean with me. Well, if you don't forgive them, just, you may as well blot me out too. You know? Yeah. He's, he is effectively manipulating God. You know using what shreds of compassion god has for him to like, like <sighs> hey mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you know he can't be killing can't be killing folk god like oh no 3, he keeps 000. going yeah he
2: keeps going the lord is still is still pissed <laughs> and so yeah the end of the story was like the lord said to moses like whoever sinned against me i will blot out of my book and Go lead the people to the place I spoke of, and my angel will go before you because I don't have the time or the patience for any y'all's bullshit. I need to go get high, do whatever you need to do and then he's like hey, when the time comes for me to punish, I will punish them for their sin mm-hmm. I'm just like Ooh. that's like really fucked up
0: and then as a parting gift
2: like the last the last verse is like the in the lord then the Lord struck the people with a plague because of what they did with the calf that aaron had made
0: like uh, thanks i thought we were done but no
2: no well
0: maybe this maybe that was the gold tummy egg
2: that god got
0: well that's
2: the plague maybe maybe the gold the, tummy egg. The, the, was
0: shit stuff, the gold tummy the gold tummy <laughs> concoction gave you oh I gosh. Wonder, okay i i i do feel like i want to look this up though like what would even the google search look like Effect. what happens
2: when you drink gold um, I mean gold slogger uh, exists I don't know
0: <laughs> the effect of drinking too much gold
2: <laughs> well I'm sure they I'm sure that they used to like uh, prescribe that shit. <laughs>
0: like, if you're oh. prescribing
2: mercury I'm sure they were prescribing gold
0: okay so this is interesting gold you know gold is a, a noble metal you know which you know, mm-hmm. doesn't react as much uh, it does not react inside human bodies at all. Uh, this means it's not absorbed during the digestion process and it's right. safe to eat. So I guess there was, I mean, I imagine maybe if you drank like a slurry of gold, of gold. it would mess you up. But if it's just like in the water that you're drinking, probably just has be like, little to no effect at all.
2: Everybody save your poop for tomorrow because <laughs> it's going to be worth a shit to end.
0: Yeah. Uh, so don't give that up yeah I mean, I guess, and it also depends on how pure it is too i I would imagine you know, if it's not very pure gold and it contains other things as well, it's probably not going to be good for you. It's not what it's not good for you. There's no health or nutritional benefit at all. It just it passes through your system and you you shit gold
2: unlike unlike silver, which turns you purple.
0: <laughs> oh, alchemists in Alexandria developed various medicines and elixirs with drinkable gold. I wish they believed had effects on restoring and rejuvenating the body. Uh, was believed that Queen Cleopatra practiced these treatments every night. So,
2: Cleopatra has like big Oprah energy to me. Yeah,
0: I can just (laughs) see her like trying to hawk like I I drink gold every night. (laughs) Um, It's part of my beauty (laughs) regimen.
2: Oh gosh!
0: Oh gosh! Anyway, so yeah, that was a fun side draw. I was just like, what. What would the impact be? Because I know, mean, yeah, I've had gold goldschlagers before and I've never noticed anything afterwards. Totally, um, totally. Yeah. So, no. so, yeah, no impact at all. So it was useless, Moses. It was useless. Great work. You just made Good a job, bunch of buddy. gold shit for someone to find <laughs> later.
2: That would be a really interesting archaeological discovery. <laughs> yes. What the fuck was happening here?
0: Why is, wh- What happened?
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is just very odd. Yeah, you know so there's some is...
0: old dude like just trolling around Mount Sinai, like I mean, with and the yeah, metal detector with the cat, like <laughs> just trying to find the pile of gold shit.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Oh my gosh.
0: So yeah, the story. Wh- why did they why did they teach us this as children, Tori? God
2: is a major bummer. For real. I don't know, because it was like, don't worship idols, but it's like y'all clearly worship gold, so What? Like, why were you trying to teach us that? Like, all you... Capital is the only god you care about. So, I don't know. This seems real weird.
0: At least they named uh... it the Lord.
2: Right. Like, you can't even own it. I don't know why they taught this to us. This is is bizarre and makes no sense. And, like, with a literal kind of lens to it. I think some of it was supposed to be, like, threatening of, like, God, you know, God was going to kill all of them so you better stay in line. Don't worship golden calves. But they never apply to me, at least like when I was taught this, it was never really applied to anything. It was never like we were never given examples of like, here are things that people worship, you know, like like actual things that applied to like 21st century life.
0: Yeah. And I think if I'm trying to think back on like applications I would have had, it would, you know, like even a kinder application would be you know god was so upset because god is trying to show that they he it she whatever is not like other gods like sure you weren't but but (laughs) then you go all being a messy bitch and murdering folk like Uh so that's that's where i'm like that that interpretation on the face of it does seem right like okay i really you know we're early days you know, like kind of like Ananias nice and Sapphira, like this is early days. They start messing up. You got to shut
2: it down right now. Know,
0: yeah. I got to shut it down. We got, you know, you kill a few people right off the bat and
2: people will fall then they line. know,
0: put you on, mm-hmm. put them on notice.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and they know you're not joking around. This is such a mobster move. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, you go in first person that messes up. You just kill yep. them right away. People don't mess with you like that's what this feels like so it's like on the one hand you could be like yeah okay god was trying to show them that he's not like other gods in the sense of, like the way he's worshipped or he- i'll just say he is worshipped but but then he proceeds to behave just like like the worst exactly. version of the worst god i could imagine which is just killing like
2: folk human sacrifice
0: that's what that was I mean, that's
2: that's what that was I think we should be honest about this. Mm -hmm. Like, again, I don't think any of this happened. There's no evidence for it. I like I don't think it like literally happened as a as a historical event. That said, like when you take this, literally, it's not cool. Like, that's not I'm pretty sure that's like not how it's supposed to be taken, frankly.
0: So, yeah, I don't I don't really have a place to land this other than to say if if your God is a messy bitch like that, don't go back up the mountain.
2: Right. You just need to like sneak everybody away at night.
0: Yeah. Like the, the whiny nature of God in, in some of these passages and the pettiness and the projection like it, I mean, it, it does very much seem like a bad dad. Like this is a bad dad and this is a petty person. And this is, this is a person that like whoever's writing it, you know, or whatever they're putting on God, whatever you want to call it, is it feels like a projection of a lot of collective trauma around terrible fathers. And, and so, I mean, in that in that sense, it's relatable. I mean, I, I mean, I I don't I'm not going to say my dad was a bad dad necessarily, but I, I definitely messed up and did project stuff on me. I've, uh-huh. I've projected onto my kids before, like, and I caught myself doing it. So it's it's in yeah, that sense, surreal. it is universal in in that way but but again it it's universal it's a better universal story if it's an actual story of a father and a son when you bring god into it and make it like this is the this is the divine deity that loves us and brought us out of israel look he's just like all the other bad dads you've had
2: just losing his shit left and right
0: that feels no thank you
2: (laughs) Yeah, I, I guess I'm just I'm really I'm really struck by this idea of like God trying to be like, I'm not like all those other gods <laughs> seems it like it feels like combined with the with the like neglect and the like complete overreaction to like very minor infractions. Like it, it just feels I, I'm not qualified to diagnose anybody, but it's like it feels like a lot of sort of narcissistic responses. Yeah to like normal behavior
0: yeah it's just like you have these wild overreactions or these you know, wild accusations too like in this in this you know i don't want to summon him into the chat but it's like <laughs> it feels very like donald trump too like mm. you know mm-hmm. that like oh yeah. i didn't do that like you you literally just did it.
2: Like we you know? we watched you.
0: Like and he's there's... like, well, if
2: I did, it doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you want to play this out, it's why evangelicals follow him so fervently. Like he's a lot like their God, in in yep. some very sad ways. And I say evangelicals, you know, again, because you know this this book is not our book. This is a Jewish text that Christians have appropriated, and so we're mm-hmm. we're mocking it and looking at it from that angle not trying to say anything about i
2: feel like like, as
0: jewish folks understand them to be
2: right and i like we thought we say. i feel like we say this every every fucking episode almost but like jewish people have found usefulness in this even if it is like we don't know what was going on here right like they find they find like useful applications and like white evangelicals are just like oh sweet let's go kill some bitches
0: yeah oh this this is licensed to kill people that don't agree with you That
2: don't agree with god it's it's not me uh, it's god uh,
0: yeah and you know i'm gonna be god's instrument just like moses excuse you (laughs) no sir sir, have you seen a therapist lately (laughs) i was watching i was trying to finish up under the banner of heaven i feel like that whole show i'm like these men just needed therapy
2: like literally needed to not be
0: religious and needed therapy Mm -hmm. and none of that would have happened we do need Mm -hmm. to do an episode on that whole mini-series but oh um, yeah
2: totally i'd love to i put the book on hold at the library so like let me let me read that first (laughs) then we can do it
0: so for those of you that may i know under the banner of heaven is a mini-series on hulu it was a book before it's a true crime novel
2: yeah it was was a real thing that happened
0: (laughs) yeah it was a real thing that happened and uh in utah so good old
2: um, good old-fashioned utah
0: but it's just it the way that religion unfettered
2: Mm -hmm. i think
0: corrupts people's thinking or i wouldn't even say corrupts people's thinking i would say brings out the worst in us i think religion religion can do both i mean religion the root word of religion is to reconnect or like re-ligament like like to reconnect us and I think when religion or spiritual practice—if you don't want to use the word religion—when it's at its best, it's it's it is reconnecting us to divine, to ourselves, to nature, to to what's important. But man, at its worst, it, three thousand people die, and they call <clears> it good, and they just keep going back, um, and that's that's and that's tragic.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's it's not great.
0: So would you cast anyone in particular as, as Moses, poor, sweet Moses? He's just, he was but Moses, is,
2: Moses is like, yeah, eldest child slash battered wife.
0: Yes, exactly.
2: That's literally what's happening.
0: Like, I can almost see Moses, like, I cut off part of my dick for you. Like, what else do you want? What
2: do you want from me?
0: Yes, like, oh I did all gosh. these things for you. Oh um, my
2: gosh, so 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 terrible. I don't know how I don't. I'm thinking of somebody. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Like, is he, will the internet tell me how to pronounce this guy's name?
0: While you're looking up, I'll, I'll I'll say Russell Crowe would be <laughs> good as Moses in this particular story, bringing mm, a lot mm-hmm. of his you know the energy he brought to his performances. Noah, but I'm thinking. I'm thinking Russell Crowe would be good for this.
2: Who who do we want? Like running, running like back and forth between (laughs) between the people, and just not just not doing well. I don't know. Can I cast someone problematic as Moses?
0: Sure, go for it.
2: And for some reason, like Arnold Schwarzenegger came to mind, and that was not who (laughs) I was thinking about at all. I was like, oh. I'm uh, mostly because I think that the accent would be funny and like watching him like run up and down a mountain over and over would be fucking hysterical. What
0: do you want from me? <laughs> <laughs> I could just, yeah, yeah, I could see it. Yeah.
2: So, uh, yeah. Anyway, I caught
0: off my dick. For... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not thinking, cool, man. Yeah. Not cool. I'm thinking for Aaron. I'm thinking Russell brand for Aaron. Yes.
2: <laughs> fucking love it. Yes. If you can, you couldn't top that for casting. <laughs>
0: yeah this that like kooky like i don't know <laughs> like i just, just threw it in i just threw it in. this is what came out i don't know what to tell you
2: i don't yeah, know like the to old you.
0: top the old man bun top not thing everything just like the, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the, the accidental
2: yeah cult it's like
0: you asked me to watch these people <laughs> Yeah. what did you want me to do yeah. you're the one that put me in charge of this right i'm the baby i'm
2: the babysitter okay i'm not the mom yes <laughs> this is your problem
0: that's kind of what he does when he's like you know how bad these people are
2: yeah yeah <laughs> totally he's like this is he's like you know that this shit gets out of control really really fast mm-hmm. why are you even surprised this happened yeah that's fucking funny
0: all right so i think we did it
2: mm-hmm. once again God just ruins all the parties. It's
0: a Sometimes. party until God shows up. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bloodbath. <blue>
2: <laughs> I mean, this does help explain why evangelicals are so miserable and hate everything. So, anyway, cool. All
0: right. Well, thanks everybody for sticking around with us. If you want to check out more, you can go to our discord and you can get that through Patreon, patreoncom slash go home bible and you can get signed up uh join our discord and you can discuss this episode and other things and this that and the other you can also catch us on either instagram or twitter at go home bible i'm justin d gentry on the twitters uh, tori is at tori glass and uh, we're around on the internet available to from time to time, From time to time. So yeah, thanks so much for listening. I uh, hope you have a wonderful week and we'll see you next time.
2: Hey, bye.